This is Brad Milkey of ABC News Start Here podcast with your sports update. Down one star, the Golden State Warriors keep winning thanks to the rejuvenation of another. We'll explain coming up. You went online to switch your car insurance to Progressive so you could save money. But then you saw a friend request from an old summer camp buddy. And now here you are clicking through photos of his kickball team from 2011. Oh, looks like they won the championship that year. Then he moved to Tulsa. Oh, a new tattoo. Yes, they said it was easy to save hundreds on car insurance with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average savings by new customer surveyed who saved in 2019. Warrior star Clay Thompson is out for the 2021 season with a torn Achilles tendon, but in his absence, two-time MVP Steph Curry has stepped up in a big way. Curry sits near the top of the league in points scored and three-pointers made and set a new personal best with 62 points in a single game. This ABC Sports Update was brought to you by Progressive. Drivers who switch to Progressive can save an average of $668. HD You are listening to a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Good morning, I'm Shalini Umachandran, and this is Mint Light Morning Shot, a quick update on the news you need to know before you start your day. So grab a cup of coffee and let's get started. Ant Group, which is Alibaba's fintech arm and China's leading mobile payments firm, has filed for a dual listing in Hong Kong and Shanghai. It could raise as much as $30 billion in what would be the world's largest IPO. Ant's initial public offering would be the first simultaneous listing in both Hong Kong and on the year-old Shanghai star market. Ant is already the world's most valuable unicorn or an unlisted tech firm that's valued over $1 billion. The company did not disclose the size or other details of the IPO in its preliminary prospectus. Rohingya refugees in Bangladesh held a silent protest on Tuesday to mark the third anniversary of clashes between insurgents and Myanmar security forces. This set off a large-scale migration in 2017. More than one million Rohingya refugees live in the world's largest settlement in Cox's Bazar in Bangladesh. They decided against a mass gathering to mark their Remembrance Day due to the COVID-19 pandemic. In India, about 18,000 Rohingya have been living in camps. Most of them work as labourers on construction sites. COVID-19 has killed most of the jobs in the informal sector, which is where most of the refugees in India also work. India is home to about 200,000 refugees from Somalia, Afghanistan, Myanmar and a whole lot of other countries. They are currently without work or money. They also say that discrimination has risen due to fear about the virus. Less than 10% of refugees in India have been granted work permits, which pushes them into the informal sector even if they're qualified for other jobs. So most of them work informally as translators for medical tourists, in construction jobs or as tour guides, all jobs that have been wiped out by the pandemic. The Qatar government has promised reforms to protect migrant workers involved in the building of stadiums, hotels, transport and other infrastructure for the 2022 World Cup. But Human Rights Watch says Qatar is yet to deliver on these promises. It's recorded a number of salary abuses in a new report. These cut across occupations from baristas, guards and construction workers to engineering and management staff. Some of the wage abuses that it's recorded in at least 60 companies include withheld and unpaid salaries, tying work visas to employees in a system that's known as kafala, 
and indebted workers. Qatar has been dependent on 2 million migrant workers who make up about 95% of its workforce. Wage abuses have worsened further because of COVID-19, the report says. Last year, India sent Twitter 913 legal requests to remove or withhold content from the site. This is a huge jump from five years ago. In 2014, India only sent 10 such requests. India's request put it at number five among the countries that have asked Twitter to remove content which ran counter to local laws. Ahead of India are Japan, Russia, Turkey and South Korea. India may be at the fifth spot, but its requests are still fewer compared to Japan, Russia and Turkey, which together account for 86% of such requests globally. In terms of demands from governments and law enforcement agencies to send information about accounts, India stands fourth after US, Japan and France. Twitter also said there was a 95% increase in the number of accounts against which it took action for violating guidelines. Africa is free of wild polio four years after the last cases were recorded in Nigeria. The Independent Africa Regional Certification Committee for Polio Eradication made the announcement on Tuesday. About a decade ago, Nigeria accounted for half of all global polio cases. Polio is now endemic only to Afghanistan and Pakistan, where vaccination drives have been disrupted by COVID-19. India was declared polio-free in 2014. But this doesn't mean Africa is free of polio. Cases still remain of vaccine-derived polio. This is a rare, mutated form of the weakened virus that is contained in the oral polio vaccine, which can also spread. Eradicating polio means more than 90% of children need to be immunized. This means you need mass vaccination campaigns to continue despite the pandemic. WHO has estimated that about 80 million children in 68 countries are at risk of contracting diphtheria, polio and measles because the ongoing pandemic has disrupted vaccination campaigns. After a year of being the voice of conscience and trying to force world leaders to take action on climate change, 17-year-old Greta Thunberg is back in school. She posted a photograph of this first day back on Instagram. She's also tweeted in support of Indian students who've been asking for the NEET and JEE exams to be postponed. She said it's deeply unfair to force exams on students amid the pandemic and at a time when millions have also been impacted by extreme floods. Lots of students take a break from education, but Thunberg's gap year has been fairly unusual. She started in August 19 with a 4,800-kilometer trip across the Atlantic on a zero-emissions yacht to speak at UN climate summits in the US and Chile. Those speeches at which she accused world leaders of stealing my dreams and my childhood with your empty words are now famous. Since then, Thunberg has led protests, school strikes and her Fridays for the Future campaign. Apart from taking on world leaders, she's actually got hundreds of young people and adults to think about climate change. She's made it a topic of conversation. You are listening to Mint Light Morning Shot with Shalini Umachandran. You can reach out to me on Twitter at ShaliniMB or on Facebook and Instagram at HTSmartcast. To listen to more such podcasts, do log on to HTSmartcast.com. This was a Live Mint production brought to you by HTSmartcast. HTSmartcast. I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. 
Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.